Welcome to the Power Up Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Scullion. Join me for some powerful conversations with members of the Substation Design Solutions Industry Consortium, the SDSIC. I'll chat with members about the consortium, innovations, how they're implementing different technologies, even some of the projects they're working on to address the growing needs of our power grid. Joining me today is Dwayne Guidry, Technology Partner Director at Power Engineers. Dwayne has also been a member and huge supporter of the SDSIC since the very concept was first discussed 10 years ago this year. Glad I could finally track you down, Dwayne, and thanks for joining us today. Yeah, Trevor, uh, happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, you bet. Uh, This podcast was created to introduce as many different members as we could to the community and being a veteran yourself, I thought it was important to have you on early. And uh, maybe we'll start with a bit about your background and uh, how you got started in the industry, and we'll take it from there. Thanks again, Trevor. Um, actually, I've um, I, I, I hate to go back in in the in the way back machine, but yeah, my uh, my career started with uh, Intergraph back when we uh, I Whoa. guess that per- that yeah that uh, that first paradigm shift back in the mid '80s when. Uh, organizations were really coming off the drafting board and getting into CAD. <laughs> if you can imagine that, uh, it, it's, it, I, I kind of see that as uh, one of the early uh, par- uh, paradigm shift, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of we're experiencing today, which I think is the second one. But yeah, I started out with Intergraph, really got exposed to tons of technology. And as you probably know, Intergraph and Bentley and the microstation camp. So really got exposed yeah. To a lot of cool technology around plant design, PNID, you know, traditional CAD, architectural facility management, GIS, utilities, transportation, civil survey. So I really, you hmm. know, spent 11 years with them more in a support capacity, large format scanners, large format plotters, really turnkey solutions for a variety of industries. So that was a great point for me uh, just right out of school to spend 11 years uh, first three or four was more on the account management technical side. And then I, okay. I, I evolved into the uh, uh, more in the sales arena, focusing on uh, transportation solutions. Okay. But uh, then I guess I got really in kind of fast forward into the utility space. Um, I'm a, I guess we're both alumni of the Autodesk yeah. company and, Really, that's kind of where I got exposed, you know, selling a variety of solutions, more focused on transportation, utilities, and, and facilities. So I've, I've been in and around infrastructure design and, 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 and solutions for, for quite some time. Okay, wow. So that's where I first met you was on the Autodesk side uh, in the utilities business. Yeah. Can we say it? It was at a bar. I remember <laughs> our first, uh, I think we may have been on the phone um, on a, on a few pursuits. Yeah. Working, working alongside our, our, our friend, David Milks, when I was at Autodesk and you were kind of the wizard of Oz behind the curtain, making all the magic happen. And then we finally got a chance to meet. I, 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 I remember it was uh, Kansas city in 2016 uh, at, uh, I guess that would have been the third SDSIC if my math is correct. Yeah, something like that. Long time, sure. yeah. It, it was great. It, it was a, a great experience. Yeah, that's great. I and mean, we had uh, for a lot of the new members. So David Milk's one of the three founders of the consortium itself. It was his main idea to bring all the utilities together and and have this consortium. So we have the David Milk's Award 
up on the uh, SDSIC site now. So you can uh, elect some of your peers, see if they could win the David Milks Award. You can read about it up on the site. But yeah, thanks for that, Dwayne. Well, no, and, and thanks to you, Trevor, and, and, and the consortium. I think that uh, compliments to you for putting that award together. Uh, I know it means a lot for those that you know knew David and, and knew the contributions that he made to this ever-growing 1,700 members. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Member community. Um, you, you just... Um, guys like that don't come along very often and, and, and uh, kudos no. to you for putting that award together. No, it's great. I, it's well-deserved, right? I mean, he had such a, such a history with this. It was his brainchild to realize that we could get all the utilities to come together. And, you know, who knew that all the engineering firms would come together and share ideas and concepts to make it better. I mean, we never knew. I'm sure he'd be very excited to hear 1700 today if you could you know it's kind of interesting um, when you said in the opening about 1700 members i remember while at autodesk and then at sbs every presentation i would give is like you know really promoting the sdsi sdsic community and i would always have a slide for that and it and it's like oh shoot okay it's more than it's now 600 you know, you, you, go, you go a few months down the road, oh, oh we're up to 750. And I remember 900 and 1,000. So that that was a pretty dynamic number. That need, That's probably the only thing I changed in those PowerPoints during that time was the number of members. But it really speaks, it really speaks volumes to um, where where it has come, how, how far it's come in the last 10 years. Yeah, and it's, you know, folks like you that have kept that spirit alive, that, that we started this thing with, you know, 15 or 16 people in Nashville, uh, and it was always meant to be sort of a TED talk, you know, for the substation design industry and utilities. So it's it hasn't changed. You know, we've never crossed that line into making it a big marketing meeting. You know, when we have the events and monthly calls, it's really about coming up with solutions. So that's been that was David's vision. And thanks to you and Arnold Fry and all the folks who keep it alive and kept it going that way. Gotcha. So we already talked about some of this stuff, but I wanted to ask you where you first got involved. So 2016, but, you know, I know that you were on calls with us early on when we were making plans for the consortium and all that stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it, it, I, I can remember, um, you know, kind of uh, helping draw up, a, you know, back at Autodesk, it was kind of a, a new approach. Um, and I got pretty much dedicated to to really uh, promoting and, and marketing the, you know, BIM-based substation design solutions. And um, I remember, yeah, just kind of in the early stages, you know, kind of helping with, you know, some of the brochures and how to put the, you know, the value propositions together, the return on investment and all that, you know, all of those things that, you know, the early adopters of BIM-based substation design, what they were experiencing, what they need. So it was really a grassroots effort. And yeah, it was before 2016. And um, Hmm. it was, you know, I like to say, you know, we were BIM when BIM wasn't cool uh, in the (laughs) substation space, right? Uh, But now it's a household word and uh, interpreted by many people in many different ways. So That's great. When BIM wasn't cool. (laughs) <laughs> That's a tagline that we, yeah, let, let me TM that before you get it out there in the market. <laughs> yeah. no, that's great, man. So, yeah, I mean, I know the consortium is important to you. You've been instrumental in supporting us through the years at Autodesk and being there for all these meetings and, 
you know, making sure everything runs smoothly and offering your help and everything. I don't know if you can answer this, but, you know, Power Engineers has stepped up in a huge way for our 10th anniversary this year. So 10 years of the SDSIC. It's great to see. And it's, uh, I wonder what their level of interest is and, and why they feel it's so important. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. And it's really, I would say, it, it's, a tri- it's really a tribute to the Power in- Engineers' vision uh, in, in culture and innovation. I, uh, I remember I was, um, when I was at SBS, uh, you know, again, preaching from the good book of substation BIM design and, and such, I, you know, power engineers along with others were, were, were customers or prospects that, you know, was able to sell the concept, sell the vision within power. And they, they saw the same, they saw the same vision. So, I see power, you know, having been, a, they were a client of mine and now I'm working for power engineers. I, I really give them a lot of credit because they were early adopters in seeing the vision of that, what I call the paradigm shift. You know, we talked about the paper to, to CAD, mm-hmm. you know, you had a lot of trials and tribulations of organization changing and during that initial paradigm shift. And now we got this paradigm shift of folks going from traditional 2D CAD into this model-based 3D uh, design uh, arena called, you know, BIM. So mm-hmm. power I found was, and I think that just really answers your question. They invested early while, you know, I saw other organizations, you know, kind of take a wait and see approach. You know, is this really going to take off? Is this paradigm shift real? Mm. You know, is the value there? Is the ROI there? But, but power invested heavily, you know, early on and, uh, you know, has a, a very large comprehensive BIM team. So hmm. they are very, you know, uh, compliments to our leadership for seeing that vision and, and they really do recognize the value of the SDSIC and its members in the collaboration of that whole community, um, which I really kind of see as a, a sorority or fraternity uh, of, of things. It's, it's kind of unique in the fact that you can get in one room utilities, which typically don't compete with one another. Right. And you have you know, software manufacturers of various varieties. And then you also have the consulting community you know, we all come together as one community, you know, for the good of the whole industry. Um, and again, it's kind of a, a neat sorority uh, fraternity environment that is, is unique and I hope it doesn't change as, as it grows. Yeah, well said. Yeah, very well said. I couldn't have described it better myself. It's that it, it's funny because it's like almost the live events for the consortium give people a chance to get in a room. And all of a sudden, kind of the, the company names and titles, like everything's gone. Yeah, It's literally just the folks sitting there thinking, here's some problems that I have. You know, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you know, how, how do you solve this? What technology are you using? You know, how'd you do this project? It's pretty awesome to see. Agree. Agree. Cool. So to, your new role, so the partner and you know, a partner development director in working with partners. So what do you... Like what's some of your biggest challenges today? Yeah, um, I would say just, uh, you know, as an overall, and I think uh, as, as an overall uh, challenge, it's, it's resources, Trevor. I mean, if, if, if you mm. look at all, all of our business units, just as a, a you know, and I, and, I don't, and I don't think we're unique as power engineers. I, I know that our um, colleagues with other firms that uh, service the uh, power industry 
or feeling the same um, or having the same pain points. It's just there's such a hot demand for a variety of reasons and, and for a variety of needs um, where it's just trying to keep, you know, our, our labor and resources, um, you know, trying to get that supply demand in sync because um, there's just such a, a, a need for services into this space. As we know, we're kind of getting through this electrification of the infrastructure. It's mm-hmm. just really taxing the, um, the current <laughs> uh, power service industry, if you will, to make right. sure that we have, and, and we can't hire them fast enough. And um, so it's a, it's a really a good, a good position to be in and a good industry to be in. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I, you know, it's funny when you, you talk to friends that have no idea what industry, you know, we're in other than power and we make power come to the house. You know, it's, it's pretty, when they ask me how's business, I'm like, it's great. You got, y'all keep plugging things in. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> you know, you know, you're right. You kind of think about it. You get the petrochemical industry. I mean, all of that, you know, all of that, not all of it, but you take a slice or a percentage of that big market and then drop it on the electric infrastructure. <laughs> I mean, you think about that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's insane, right? I mean, it's, and it's not going to end anytime soon. I mean, I think that runway, at least in our projections, it's a pretty long runway for, um, you know, in, in a, a very bright future for, for folks like power. Man, I believe it. I, you know, you look around and you think, I can think of offhand just 15 devices that I didn't have 20 years ago that I plug in daily. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wireless headphones, you know, microphones, phones, tablets. I mean, it's insane. I, I just missed the 110 outlet. Just give me a 110 outlet. <laughs> it's uh, anyway. Well, that kind of leads into a question I wanted to ask you because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to interview a lot of utility folks and and some of the challenges that they face, and as you said, resources and everything. But what growth opportunities do you see in the electric utility industry? We just talked about a few of them, but uh, yeah, what are you seeing out there? Yeah, I, you know, um, as a company, power engineer, um, you know, as we all know, the um, the utilities industry and the market is not static; it's always evolving. And and you, your point earlier what was big five years ago, you know, or what's, what's going to be big in five years, we don't know, but we know this is going to be something different. So power does a great job of, um, of, of keeping a pulse on what we would call mega trends or um, uh, industry disruptors. And, you know, just, just a couple that come to mind, uh, you know, climate change and decarbonization, you, you know, you can't, uh, you know, that's, that's always in the press and it's always the goals of, of a lot of, um, bi- private public businesses, you know, we kind of touched on the electrifications of our infrastructure, mm-hmm. um, be it energy, you know, transportation, buildings, everything is, uh, you know, <laughs> shifting from petroleum or wanting to shift from mm-hmm. petroleum to the, uh, <laughs> the electrification of, of, of our infrastructure. Grid modernization, which kind of evolves into that, we're seeing a lot of traction. And a lot of these, a lot of these mega trends, if you will, or disruptors are, are, you know, really cross-discipline. I mean, you have sprinkling of environmental design, mm. geographical information systems. It's really a, uh, it's not tip, it's not the easy one-stop shop solutions. It's really a lot of integrated uh, solutions that try to help solve these 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 issues out in industry. Um, and one that I'm I'm kind of personally, you know, really I think is going to 
be a big hitter and it's not just me saying it's it's some a couple of publications that are recently read is is the term digital twins and you know, probably just like BIM, <laughs> you'll have many definitions of what BIM means, depending on who you are, and what industry you focus on. <laughs> yeah. You know, digital twins is, I would put it in that same category. It, you know, it means something different to the transportation industry than it does to the buildings industry, as in the utilities industry. So, you know, I, I, I feel, and, and I think Power believes as well, that the digital twins and all the asset management, the as-building, there's a lot of... Um, I guess, derivative uh, problems that you can solve at a utility, for example, you know, all the way from the life cycle of a utilities assets through this digital twin. Mm-hmm. And I'll just share with you, um, you know, I, I read a recent article, I think it was a late last year, it may have been uh, December, there's a publication called C- CIO. And okay. in that article, the industry is a great article. Uh, industry leaders, you know, really describe this digital twins as the biggest opportunity for IT value contribution to the physical instru- infrastructure industry since the personal computer. Whoa. Sink that in. I mean, the per- we know what how disrupted the personal computer was, but you mm-hmm. know, with with that with that um, uh, backdrop there's opportunity and, and it goes the article went on to say that the global digital twin market um, is expected to reach over 48 billion by 2026 now of course that includes hmm. the utilities market but it also includes other infrastructure you know such as buildings and facilities with their own value propositions around having a digital twin of your assets so hmm. you know um, there's a lot of things going on back to our point you know, if you want to get in the utilities industry, you know, um, it, it's not your grandfather's utility industry anymore. <laughs> it's it's not just pen and paper and Leroy pen sets uh, on a drafting board. I mean, it's really innovation and, and design innovation and integrated solutions and 3D and animation. So it's really, again, I, as you can tell, I'm a technology guy. You know that. I know you're a technology guy. So love love the, the the fact that the we have an opportunity uh, with the consortium at power engineers and myself to to solve problems with these innovative technology solutions uh, you know regarding these megatrends or market disruptors etc and I'm really glad you highlighted that because it is one of the one of the big pushes and we're hoping to get out with this podcast is really you know put it up on LinkedIn and uh, Sean weekly mentioned it like let's put some hashtag careers in there because <laughs> You know, I don't think a lot of folks coming out of engineering school and definitely on the technology development, software development side, understand the opportunity for them in this space. I think they they see it as a, an older infrastructure, you know, utility company type space. But yeah, there's so many things going on. And you mentioned a bunch, right? The VR, AR and machine learning and AI and like everything is in play for us. It really is. And I, and I think and you may remember this. I think it was at a uh, I can't remember the year, but it was at a, uh, a major utility out on the West Coast that was holding a um, hosting one of the SDSIC events. And, you know, back on, you know, I, I kind of mentioned a pain point that's probably not just a pain point for power engineers, but the utilities, uh, the E&R firms that cater to the utility uh, industry is talent acquisition. And I really think that um, that utilities and even even engineering firms like Power, our ability, I mean, let's face it, you're trying to acquire them. You're, in essence, selling this young talent 
right. which by the way is pretty darn savvy on technology and 3d and mm -hmm. uh you know artificial intelligent uh um thing things of that that nature so you know there are utilities and, and uh, that are out there and 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 folks like power engineers that you know you know, you want to come to work for us because of the innovation, the 3D, the technology, the visualization, the AI, uh, and all of that is a marketing outreach to, you know, these valuable assets that are coming out, the labor pool, to pull them into your organization or your utility versus, you know, doing it uh, a more boring approach with traditional, say, 2D CAD. So it is, a you know, it, it is a uh, talent acquisition is kind of an intangible that's often overlooked. And, you know, for those folks that are at SDSIC, you know, hopefully that's kind of some of the takeaways that, you know, the utility industry is innovative and it does incorporate technology um, and, and it's not, you know, tr traditional uh, approaches to design. Uh, well said. I think the, uh, this will be a big push for the, podcast just getting on linkedin and posting it in some different groups and things because uh, i think folks need to hear this i think they need to hear you know some of the work that's going on and even you know 10 years ago if you would have told me i'd hear you know things like game engines being used for <laughs> vr and training in the utility industry i would have been shocked oh yeah it, it's it's amazing how you can kind of i remember kind of gonna you and i go way back it kind of reminds me a lot of times in my presentation i would I would show some, you know, animation Hollywood from Lucasfilms or in, in, in a video at a, at a presentation yeah. <laughs> as, as the lead in to talking about model based, you know, BIM based design. Holly, you know, it's kind of the blending of Hollywood and Lucasfilms and Pixar yeah. entertainment. <laughs> Without that model, you don't get to fly through, you know, you don't get to fly through a substation or a piece of infrastructure down a highway right. or under a bridge or through a tunnel. So it kind of really, in my opinion, you know, it is the blending of all these other technologies that really makes, makes it exciting. Oh, that's great. Well, you know, one of the things that we like to mention, and I think Sean Weekly and I were talking about the amount of data, right? So I'm working on a lot of machine learning and AI and think it's all about the data. And yeah. the more you can get your hands on, the better. So there is no better industry that has decades <laughs> of past data, historical data to use to to teach machines some new things. You got it. Yeah. So dude, I'm going to ask you, cause you mentioned resources, which is huge. And I had a conversation. I, I don't know who quoted this and I, I keep saying, I got to find out, but it, I heard this, this term called the silver tsunami <laughs> and it was, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like what a great term though. When they said all these folks that are retiring and they're all going to leave us and they're going to leave with their knowledge and everything. We have to capture that in, I say that just to ask you, like, what things are you hearing from utilities as you're, you know, you're going out and meeting with everybody and, you know, talking about the different business priorities the utilities have? Yeah, that's funny. I don't know if I've, I, you know, I, I get the, the, the meaning of that term. I think that's just more of a politically correct way of what we used to call the aging, the, yeah. you know, the aging uh, <laughs> talent or what we would call the aging workforce, I believe is what they would say. It seems like I've been, I've been hearing that for 20 years, <laughs> the aging, it's a kind of evolving, but it, it is, I mean, you have, you have a lot of, uh, I guess, intellectual property, a lot of historical knowledge, Yeah. you know, from the, calling the old timers or the veterans of, of, of industry that just, 
just know where certain assets are, or how they behave, and it's not really documented. So you have all that tribal knowledge, I guess they would say. Yeah. Um, it, that may have worked past, but in today, I think you saw one of my mega trends. I think I said that was assets, managing of assets, and, and like you say, developing a lot of data, a lot of data. And a lot of times you have to question, is that, you know, is that, 1980s data for that substation that you built, for example, or anything underground, how accurate mm -hmm. was that? So the as building and all that mining of data, you know, the accuracy has got to be important too, which I think you see a lot of folks, right. you know, an, an effort to try to validate that, that then becomes part of operation that could be used downstream for brownfield development or, or new greenfield but that's funny what was it again the silver what the silver tsunami <laughs> the silver tsunami well it's that funny because awesome. and you're right we've been hearing it for a long time now but i do think that a lot of folks were taking retirement and i think they didn't really retire they just came back at different rates you know <laughs> <laughs> they're, du they're double dipping their work yeah exactly <laughs> well and good for them right well deserved but now i think they're they're really gonna think, well, I know I'm really going to retire this time, right? And it's just, it's just something I keep hearing from everybody. And they're trying to, to your point, find the new talent. And what do you do with all that, you know, departing wisdom? Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be a change. And, and then, you know, a lot of times you have this change management too, that would probably put into that equation as you kind of mm. roll out the experience and bring in the, um, the rookies or the, the, uh, the folks that are just, you know, stepping into the industry. So yeah, that, that is de definitely a strong intangible. And I really think, you know, as we, met, we were talking earlier that the, the innovation, the technology that, that the SDSIC brings to, to, to the, to the community that can then be, you know, shared outside of just, you know, the 17 member community. Yeah. I really think that that, that will, go, that goes a long way, uh, I think in helping attract Know, the, the best and brightest to come into this industry versus an architect or something. So, yeah, yeah. Well said. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And it's funny that the, uh, you know, in comparison to the architectural industry, right. That hit BIM early on, you know, they're, <laughs> they pretty much had that kind of focus through schooling. And by the time they leave college and university, they're pretty well schooled in BIM and Revit and all that stuff. We didn't have that luxury in the substation side, at no, least. No, you, you don't. And you know, it's kind of interesting. I, I, I think I was either at Autodesk or SBS. I'm, I'm a big believer. And I, and I saw it happen at Autodesk. If you can get, and actually I saw it at Intergraph as well, you know, when you donate or get, um, you know, get involved with donating equipment or software into a university, a college, even you know, trade school and nowadays it's down at the high school and middle school level. You're, mm -hmm. you're giving those young, you know, future, talented future uh, em employers um, these tools. And you're right, Trevor, you may have Revit for architecture as an example or AutoCAD or MicroStation out there. But, you know, those are, you know, generic tools. I remember asking, a, actually kind of, I love to get statistics from others, you know, that are, are in the industry. And I think I've done this at SDSIC and other just in, in client prospect meetings. Is there such a degree as, can you get, I think you get electrical engineering degree, civil engineering degree, mechanical engineering degree. And those mm -hmm. seem to be the degrees that, you know, your designers for transmission, substation distribution kind of come from. But is there, is there anything for like substation design? Is there an academic? There is anything, there is not anything. So I've always thought that, you know, somehow getting, 
these tools in the hand of academia and, and Autodesk does it a great job with their whole por portfolio, yeah. but it doesn't really land in a purpose-built tool, you know, that's specific for a substation designer or specific for a distribution designer. So, um, but anyway, that's no, I, yeah, I think you just came up with a great thing for the consortium to add. We could get together and come up with some training criteria and the folks could post on some, uh, best practices and processes and technology for folks that want to get involved in the industry. Maybe they could review and kind of see what it's all about. Yep. Never know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> so dude, I got to ask you, man, you're one of the more passionate people that I've ever worked with in the industry. I'm just, you know, what, what's your big motivation now? And in, in, definitely in your current role at power. Yeah, no, I, I'm, uh, as you can probably tell, uh, uh, Trevor, it's, um, I'm a people person, you know, such as yourself. And, um, you know, I, I guess what really, you know, drives me is just helping people. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I don't care if it's my personal or professional life, but in my professional life, you know, I love, in, in my case, using technology, you know, to solve problems. So, you know, for me, learning is a big part of anything. I mean, to be honest with you, you know, I'm a computer, you know, undergrad degrees in, in computer information systems. So engineering is not something I, I've, you know, never really stamped a drawing. I've, you know, never, right. I've never been a true, but I've been around in my whole career and I love learning. And when you do learning, I, you know, in my role today, I love working with the utility and even some of our internal talent and learning the pain points um, that utilities are experiencing and, and then getting a little bit deeper dive into their current, you know, processes, procedures, and workflows, and kind of collaboratively developing a roadmap showing them how technology, a particular technology solution, or a combination of various solutions could solve their problem, you know, make their operation more efficient while saving them money and reducing schedule to bringing, you know, assets online to make money. Mm -hmm. So that's the part, you know, I kind of look at, I, I love the business acumen part of, of things too. I mean, taking a piece of technology, I mean, we, we're seeing that with BIM, you know, you, you, you are, I won't call you the grandfather, but yeah, you're the, you, you know, you were the <laughs> father of this BIM thing in utilities. And it, it's really just that, you know, how can you take a known uh, AI machine learning and how can you take that technology put it towards a problem that an industry has and mm -hmm. provide a, a, a glamorous solution that does that. And I tell you, I, I had a recent, I'm not going to name names, but an experience where, again, key, key is, I know I talk a lot, but really listening is important. And I remember listening to a, a, a major utility in some of their, their goals. Um, mm -hmm. in, in this case, it was you know, we just efficiency gains, efficiency gains, efficiency gains. And that, that was their, that was our whole goal. So, you know, having listened and, and asking a few more questions and, and, and kind of really identifying the major pain points, you know, just from experience and being around the industry for a while, being, um, you know, having, having, uh, you know, having been around solutions that, that I've implemented in my career and, we found, we found something that would make them more efficient. So, hmm. I mean, th this was huge for them and it's going to be huge at the end. So, you know, that, that, I guess would roll it up, just helping, helping people in, in, in my personal and professional life. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I could see that for sure. I, I mean, I think everyone sees that you got a terrific reputation and 
you could see, you know, anyone that's trying to add value and the curiosity in the questions you're asking and yeah, just trying to add value is amazing, right? I mean, I've been in, I don't know how many meetings with you, but it's got to be up in the hundreds or more, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's always curiosity and wanting to add value, right? We're there for a reason. We all have hobbies, but when you're there to work, let's, let's make some solutions happen and Amen. Amen. <laughs> so this is always a touchy subject, man, but uh, is there anything you could share uh, on what you know, Power Engineers is up to these days? Yeah. I mean, in the, in the mega trends arena, we, um, you know, I, I would say, you know, back to my earlier comments about, you know, we power and their leadership and, 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 and the, the workforce, you know, we really do keep our eyes on the industry you know, renewables. I don't think I mentioned that, you know, we see things and we, and we kind of act as, which is one of the things I really like about power, you know, so we stood up a, a renewables business unit that is 100% focused and dedicated on, you know, solving those issues for developers, wind, offshore wind and solar interconnects. What are the others? Uh, d- data centers. I mean, it's just crazy. All of the new things that are coming up and then, you know, like I mentioned, you know, digital twins, asset management, microgrids, they're all kind of, there's a lot of overlap in that. So, you know, in my role, um, you know, I get excited about, you know, technologies that can solve problems. And, uh, you know, I kind of mentioned the digital twin yeah. and there's so many drivers and there's so many deliverables that you can attain by having that living, breathing 3D model asset that provides downstream opportunities for our, our clients and prospects that, uh, you know, that that's more efficient than the current approach that we're trying to, trying to do today. So that's pretty, pretty exciting. And, you know, the ballistic threat, I mean, it's Mm. challenging. I mean, it's, there's, you know, we see a lot of opportunity, you know, around that arena. We we've got several projects in that space. Again, land, you know, landing on having that intelligent 3D um, as built in this case substation, um, and it's 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 interesting. Uh, you know, you, you ask enough questions, like you say, it's really you're inquisitive, and you know, why are you t- you know why are you having to why are you having to uh, cause an outage at a particular substation. Right. Well, it's because we, you know, it's, it's an older substation and we're going to have to order some new equipment in there. And we don't know if it, we don't know if it'll fit. <laughs> like, <laughs> really? You, do you know, you know, then all of a sudden there's that aha moment. I got, you know, a solution for, you know, so digital twin and capturing, you know, that. And I really think brownfield design. I know that somehow that that's the Holy grail. I mean, again, you, you know more about this than I do, but you know, a lot of the solutions today really address the, the you know, the greenfield put footprint, but we, you know, we scanned a BIM and trying to crack the code and find that secret soft around brownfield design as well is, is something that, you know, we think is going to be a uh, industry differentiator moving forward as well. So, and, you know, and I'm, I'm fairly new into this role, so there's a lot of, you know, I don't know what I don't know, but what I do know is that there is a lot of, you know, there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of pains and efficiency, not efficient approaches that our current utilities um, have a need to, to resolve. And, and I really look forward to having that opportunity to, to get a little bit deeper into those discussions and, and um, P 
peel back the onion and, and see how, in, in my case, technology and innovation uh, can can help you know solve those problems and um, provide safety, uh, financial mm-hmm. financial and benef- financial benefits to the client as well as uh, you know getting their assets, uh, making money for them sooner rather than later. Awesome. Yeah. They, it's interesting because I, I keep, uh, you know, I, I post some things on LinkedIn about machine learning and scan to BIM point cloud LIDAR scans. And I get all these queries back from vendors that are out there that do scan to BIM for architecture. Yeah. And, you know, it's a building it's, you're looking at, you're looking for doors and windows and staircases and they do amazing jobs at that. And some do the, they do plant design. All that stuff. So they ask me, you know, what the challenges are. And when we describe that we're, we're trying to recognize equipment from a LIDAR scan, that's, 70 years old for a brown, you know, we, we don't have models to train it, right? <laughs> yeah, for some reason, vintage stuff, uh, you know, vintage cars and, and maybe vintage arts worth money, yeah, is valuable. Yeah, those those 1940 transformers or whatever, probably not yeah. value, right? Yeah, exactly. So there you go. There's a big shout out to any machine learning guy out there in college, guy or gal that's uh, figuring out some machine learning we could use. There you go. Come join. I uh, agree. I, I think that... That in what is it? Chat GPS. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. wow, that's got to somehow we have to. Yeah, maybe there's something there there too, Trevor and Chat GPS that could ah, help there you go. the industry. Yeah, uh, there you go, dudes. So that that's a an important point because this entire time you've been talking to a robot. <laughs> Great, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> I kid, I kid. But okay, we're gonna close it out, man. I want to say um, it, we had some great advice so far, and I kind of leave off with some advice that you would give as a, you know, a veteran person from the consortium, you know, what advice would you give to new members, any books you would recommend them reading or really advice for somebody that might show up in Nashville for the first time and see 300 people and six different committees, you know, business strategy, physical, civil, electrical, innovative technology. What advice would you give to someone walking into that? Yeah, I, I would I would say go go in eyes wide open and you know don't don't be afraid to engage in conversation. I, the the thing I really like about the SDSIC and I felt it uh, from the very first one I went to. It, you know, again, I, I use the the, the sorority uh, fraternity community and it and it really is. You know, hmm. there may there may be some organizations in there that compete, but the the lion's share people are there to help. Um, and there are some organizations that are, are further along in, in, in some of their adoption of technology, you know, if you want to land on the BIM, um, and, and then those are, 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 you know, still curious about it. Um, so you're going to have folks at all stages and all experiences. So get to know them, join the committees. Um, again, I've, I've, I've come away, you know, like with you, I mean, personal and professional, you know, friends out, out of, out of this community, right. uh, even though we only meet, you know, uh, some of us only meet occasionally, you know, you kind of have that, you know, kind of develop a, a bond and, and, you know, and don't let it just stop, you know, when you, when you, in this case, leave Nashville, you know, keep in touch. Um, you mm-hmm. know, it, it is really a friendly uh, family, I call it a family oriented community is even though I said fraternity sorority, I'm going to be a hippie, yeah, but it is really a family, a family environment, you know, that everybody um, is just willing to help and embrace it, engage it, bring it back to your, you know, bring back what you learned 
um, from your conversations and experience back to your organizations and kind of vet and, and have conversations to see how, um, you know, that whatever you learn could benefit, you know, your situation, your organization situations, what have you. So uh, go in as a sponge, listen and learn and um, come back again next year and, and uh, reach out to others uh, in the community that can help between face-to-face meetings. Yeah, that's great advice. That's really good advice. And, you know, it's engineering in general, you know, the engineers are typically fairly introverted. So it's, it's really helpful to be at the live event, meet someone face-to-face, you know, take part in those committees and the discussions. And then when you're back in the office and you have an issue and you want to send an email to somebody, it's much easier having met them face-to-face once. Uh, uh, agree. Agree. And, and, and I like, yeah, it, that's it. That's a really, a really good point because it's, uh, it's something different. And, you know, you, you have the, the consortium does a great job of how they organize it. I mean, you have the, the professional sessions and then you, you know, you have the post-game uh, activities, you know, in events that, you know, you kind of dress down and can, can have some fun with your uh, fellow, you know, fellow SDSIC community members, you know, so you kind of have that, you know, that professional and, and personal aspect, mm-hmm. the way the agenda is structured, which I think is, uh, is really well done. Yeah, that's great. In, in Trevor, you had, you kind of sprinkle in a book that, that I've read um, lately. Yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting. I, I came across this book. It's and not, I, I, I'm not I'm not saying this because of the name, but it's called Total Power, and it's mm. by someone called uh, Vince Flynn. And I've never met I've, I've never read this. Um, and but it, it's you know we kind of talked earlier in the conversation about the um, the ballistic threats to oh, yeah. our electric infrastructure. This book, although it's fiction. It's a quick read. It keeps you engaged. I say quick. It, it's a, a nice, nice read. You know, I'm looking at the book on the shelf, you know, probably your typical half inch, three quarter of an inch, five eighth inch book in thickness, okay. hardback. But the whole, and I'm not going to give it away, but the whole premise <laughs> is real scary. It basically the, you know, for anybody in the utilities industry, it, it, it'll, or if you, if you're just curious about how important our electric, electric grid is, mm. I'll just say this. This, this is, although fiction, you know, this kind of makes the walking, this is what walking dead would be if we didn't have, you know, <laughs> what, 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 what this is all about. So anyway, it's about, uh, you know, if a bad actor, you know, has mm-hmm. knowledge about our infrastructure, the mm-hmm. electric grid, the, the dominoes and the impacts one week later, two weeks later. And it, it's, it's a, it's a fiction, but my goodness, you can kind of really see mm. it really instilled in my mind just, you know, how, how uh, important that that information is and what would the negative impact be if, if a bad actor got a hold of this information and did just a couple of things uh, to those assets. Anyway, I, I, it was a really mm. good read. I would encourage anybody. It's called Total Power by uh, Vince Flynn and... Um, I've actually let a couple of my co- power colleagues uh, borrow it. I, I thought it was uh, really good. So, and I, I don't get any royalties off of it. I just, it was appropriate, <laughs> you know, the ballistic threat that happened at Duke and other places yeah. that apparently go on more often than we care to, to publicize. So mm-hmm. I'll uh, stop there. So. No, that's great. Yeah. It's great. Another, uh, another great, what was the name again? Uh, it's called total power. 
um, by Vince Flynn, F-L-Y-N-N. All right. Awesome. No, that's great. That, that's another, uh, you know, hashtag utility career. Cause that's, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to, I mean, everyone has to work. We all, you know, if you're inquisitive and passionate enough, you, you know, you bust your arse doing this stuff and it's great to, you know, be involved in something that is so critical to everyone's life. So yeah, that, that I, sounds I like a great book. I, I had no idea. I mean, it really, I mean, it was well done, well researched and I'm, you know, again, I'm not, um, I'm not knee deep into all the engineering aspects, just from a common sense perspective. I had no idea as they, as this story unfolded of, mm. of just what the domino, the negative domino effects would be in such a short period of time. So <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll leave it at that. And uh, you, Hey, if I see you in Nashville, I'll bring it with me. I'll let you take it home to Canada with you. If, if they'll let it cross the border, that is if they'll let that book. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, Dwayne, we, uh, you know, we all appreciate you and, and definitely the team at Power and all the support coming up, 10th anniversary this year and doing a big, big show in Nashville. But, uh, man, I was looking forward to this. I really appreciate your time today. Oh, no worry. Again, thank, thank you for uh, the, the uh, platform to be able to kind of share with the SDSI community my experience. And uh, always a pleasure to work with you, Trevor. And, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the 10th anniversary. I, I still can't believe 1,700 members. I, it won't be long before over 2,000 probably. Maybe, maybe month after Nashville, yeah. over 2,000. <laughs> so, no, that's that's the goal man that's the goal we'll keep it uh we'll keep it growing and i think on uh, behalf of the consortium keep doing what you do all right well thank you trevor have a great day you too buddy thank you for listening to the power up podcast today if you enjoyed this conversation and you're not yet a member of the sdsic Join for free at sdsconsortium.com. Be part of the community and all these great conversations. And maybe you'll be the next guest on the Power Up Podcast. <laughs>